Hello, GGR fans. Welcome to another Yeet and Greet podcast talking about mountain biking racing scene in the Pacific Northwest. GGR stands for Galbraith Gravity Racing, a USA Cycling youth team based in Bellingham, Washington. We are super excited for 2021. Thanks for our sponsorship drive. We have the means to have some world-class training and to keep our bikes running great. Everything runs on volunteers. Our training has already started with BICP supporting the team's ride leader training and our upcoming coaching certification for all of our youth ride leaders, taught by the man himself, Shams March. And thanks to Nicole for putting together all the manuals and everything we need to get ready. Local pro Eric Olson has been taking the racers out through cornering training, rain or shine, since January, and funds being had by all. Over at the gym, Brian Ingles at Ascent Fitness Training has the kids working out and learning lots of new skills. Thanks to Brandon Nelson Realty, Bank of the Pacific, Cush Corps, DeKine, Daru Health, Damon Orthodontics, DVO Suspension, hope you guys are having fun down in the desert right now, Fanatic Bike Company, our bridge to Troy Lee Designs, Flo Shala, your local mobility experts, Fox Suspension, Liat, Lenny's Bike Shop, Lauren, thanks for helping us with the QBP grant, Lit Unlimited, Becky, thanks for the shirts, Lost Co., 1UP, Pike Real Estate, Ride Wrap, Census Grips, Tony's Coffee, and Transition Bikes, flagship sponsor. So if you're going to sit down with a cup of coffee, please pick up a cup of Tony's. And if you're thinking about buying a house, head over and talk to Seth at Pike Real Estate or Brandon at Brandon Nelson Realty. Anyway, without further ado, I'm going to talk to Jonah, one of our new ride leaders. He's an Enduro Cat 1 racer, a junior expert, and he's trying to step up and give us a hand since JT and Brandon got to head down to a dream school down at Way East Academy for a little while. So he's going to help out till they get back and hopefully we can keep him for the future. Please enjoy. All right. So Jonah, welcome aboard. I want to welcome and thank you for volunteering with the team. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Your skills, uh, on a bike and, uh, as a person precede you, right. You come highly recommended from JT and Brandon (laughs) and Sarah, huge fan of your family. So can you just tell us who you are and how old you are and a little bit about yourself? Um, well, uh, I'm Jonah. Um, I'm 16 years old. Um, I've been racing mountain bikes for, I guess, I'm not sure, a long time now. Um, How old were you when you got your first bike? I guess I was probably uh, three or four years old. Did you start, were you in the Strider generation? Did you start off on a run bike or did they not have that yet? No, I was right on, I guess right before then. Um, I started racing BMX on a real BMX bike, which I guess was kind of a rarity. Oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> was that the background then? Is that where you got started? Because you're from Utah, right? Yeah. Um, yep. So is that is that the background where you got started then, racing uh, BMX? Yeah. Um, I started racing BMX when I was five years old, and uh, not too many. It didn't take too much time after that for me to get into mountain bikes. Um, what was your first mountain bike that you had? Um, I believe it was a, just a tiny little 20 inch Haro hardtail. I think that was it. And what kind of, where were you at the time where we were living in Utah? Um, we were living in, I think it was Pleasant View, Utah over in Ogden. Pretty, uh, and then what kind of trails were you riding on? The adventures your dad was taking you on? Um, Obviously, pretty mellow loops just up above our neighborhood to starting. 
what is it is it uh with the bike thing is being outside was that a big part of it for you there yeah I mean, definitely could... um i was skiing a lot way before then and um my i was always pretty influenced to go outside and just be um just outdoor sports in general i suppose what about the balance between skiing and are you still skiing a lot yeah um i've skied pretty consistently for my whole life since i learned is is that something you've done competitively or have you always kept that for fun or um no um that's a funny story actually um my that's a family joke that um me and my sister were supposed to be big skiers because both my parents were but um that was something that was it sort of it just stayed a hobby well explain that tell us a little bit about that um well uh, i guess my dad with his or why is that i guess um um I guess it was always just not a genuine, like, personal interest. Like, my sister ski raced for a handful of years, and um, it wasn't that we necessarily weren't encouraged, but it was, like I said, I guess it just wasn't a personal interest to take that step beyond just uh, free skiing. Yeah, and having fun. Yeah. So, so then, what's the what's the passion side or difference then with bikes? Um, if you could, if you could drill in on that or explore that a little. I guess in a way, um, that was just like what I chose. That wasn't really something that had any influence for me. That was just something that I was entirely fascinated with. And do you know why that is, or what is it about it? Um, I guess I just got really attached to racing bmx originally <laughs> and how how old how when did you how long did you race bmx how old were you when you stopped i raced bmx um pretty intensively for i guess seven or eight years after that um i would always even um until i guess four years ago i would always at least just go and uh, enter a cruiser race and clip in on my dirt jumper and go race a little bit of bmx in the winter that's super fun and then and what's the crossover like skill skill wise to all Um, the young racers out there would you encourage them to go get on a bmx bike give it a shot um i would say that it's a huge building block it's it's a really great skill and um i guess it'd be it's all the same building blocks as i guess like riding a pump track or just that kind of pumping and cornering and maintaining speed and that's really great influence for riding just do you think a kid can get there with because now they have these sick little like the one you see in our in our place those sick little 20 and 24 inch dirt jumpers little they're like scaled down versions of joe kentner's championship bike it's yeah. a miniature norco rampage or do you think they need the bmx specifically or just a lot of time on the pump track with say a dirt jumper oh i don't know i'm i'm I think a lot can be learned on a dirt jumper, and um, that's also, I guess, more uh, recreational in a way because you're down there with your buddies and like trying to figure out uh, just doubles and manualing, and I guess it's just a little more fun in some ways. Yeah, a bit more free-spirited. Yeah, I think I, I love the freedom. Uh, as a father, I love the freedom that bikes give to kids, Yeah, especially the kids that take advantage of it. Absolutely, yeah. That's like one of the coolest uh, parts. So, tell us about um, tell us about the journey from Utah up to here, um, up to Bellingham, and why Bellingham? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess, uh, well, my family, uh, outside of a stint in Colorado when I was very young, we were living in Utah for a long time, and that was where both my parents had spent a lot of time before then. So I guess they were just looking for a little bit of a change, and they'd been looking around the Seattle area for a long Mm -hmm. time, and uh, we looked through, uh, like, Issaquah and uh, all those areas just, just, like, fanning out further and further from Seattle until uh, we finally found up here. And we just came up here and demoed bikes one time, and we went and rode Galby, and that was kind of the end of it. We, my folks uh, bought a house after that. <laughs> <laughs> so Galbert Mountain's good for the local economy. Yeah, I, yeah definitely. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like it. If you want to sell a, sell a house. So everybody, all the realtors need to support WMBC yeah, if they want sure. to sell more houses. Yeah. Uh, speaking of sponsor plug, We've got two realtors that sponsor the team, Brandon Nelson Realty awesome, and Seth Pike uh, Realty, and his son Grayson rides with us. You met, probably met Grayson, and uh, he's, uh, uh, he's down at Skagit, but it's pretty cool. They see the value uh, overall in youth sports, lifestyle, and how that all creates an ecosystem that people want to be a part of. So we're happy for their support. I guess it's kind of a shameless plug, but... Uh, it's a, it, but your, your family story kind of highlights how all that comes together, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So then you get up here and then you wind up getting connected with Fanatic. Yeah. So can you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, originally I'd been racing, uh, with a few sponsors in Utah and, um, I was always connected with Troy Lee for a long time and, when I moved, I obviously got connected to a new rep, which is this awesome guy. His name's Joey Weimer. Yeah, we know Joey. Joey did. Joey helped us with our uh, uh, with our jerseys last year. Yeah, he's an awesome yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And I I got connected with him, and he was awesome to work with. And he's saying how uh, he'd like to send the kit through uh, Fanatic, which is usually how they yep. do their more grassroots racing programs. Yep. And uh, with Fanatic. Um, who they contacted, uh, Dan at Fanatic. He was, he was very keen to support and uh, sort of just print up the jerseys with Fanatic as well. And, and a lot of people don't. If people watch any Fanatic videos online, they know Dan. Yeah. They see Dan on there. Yeah. Yeah. So he was keen to help. And then how did that? Then where did he? Where did he take it from there? Um, the year before last year, which was the 2019 season. That was really it. It was just um, I was still kind of on my own with Smith and Troy Lee and, and Fanatic. And then, um, yeah, before last year. And then along comes Eric Olson. Yep. Right? And what happens there? Yeah. Um, that was kind of through. Uh, yep. I got contacted by Eric, and he said that he had a few backers. He had... Uh, um, he had... Ibis and Fox and Shimano and Troy Lee and One Up, which was obviously super stacked. Yeah, I was, re- I was really excited. <laughs> a couple, I got a couple of supporters out there. <laughs> Who are they? Oh, Shimano, Fox, <laughs> Ibis, Troy, yeah. Was, yeah, and One Up. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, and he came to me with that, and he said that they were looking for another junior racer, 
and um, I was really keen to work with them. Now, Eric, uh, Eric's not your typical mountain bike pro. No, he's no. certainly a bit of an outlier. Yeah, he is. Um, he's an engineer. He's working on his engineering. Went to Cal Poly for a while. He's wicked smart, as they say <laughs> in uh, New England. But, but he, yeah, he he really he kind of he kind of puts it all together. He volunteers with our team a lot. So for the past six weeks, he's been going up rain or shine, working with the working with the racers on cornering and aggressively. Uh, uh, dialing all that in for him. So we're super thankful to have him. So then you were riding for Ibis. Yeah. And you're still going to ride an Ibis again this year? Yeah. Um, uh, what are you on? What bike are you on? I have a Ritmo 2. Oh, cool. Which, um, it's an awesome bike. I've been really pumped on that. And, um, yeah, I've been speaking with uh, Tom from Ibis. He's an awesome guy, and he's keen to... Um, I, I obviously don't need any more product this year, but um, they're keen to continue to support me in my racing, which is awesome. Sick. So, and then what about the what about some of the other setup from the other sponsors that you have on there? Um, well, I'm going to be working with Smith Optics this year and continuing to work with Fanatic and obviously Ibis. And uh, there's a couple others up in the air right now, which... Um, it's still getting finalized at the moment. Are you? St- you still have this Fox suspension on it, though. Uh, yep, I do still. Um, they're a little bit crazy out on back orders and everything, but I was lucky enough to receive their newer product, so I'm not really needing anything at the what moment. What? What do you have on it from Fox? I have the 2021 36 and an X2. Sick. And then any. And then how do you like? And then that particular bike, you've had some great results on on the Ritmo itself yeah, and pedaling. And what do you like about that bike? Um, I would say compared to other bikes I've ridden, it's really a good balance. Like it's not, um, it's not really hung up on anything, no matter what you're riding. Like I can go and take it on a big, deep backcountry day with anything. And it's also perfect for just like a quick after school lap on Galby. It's good. No, so when you uh, talk to me a little bit about getting ready for a race like the Big Mountain Enduro, um, and and here in here in uh, here in Galby, riding on Galbraith Mountain, what um, what what do you look when you're when you're looking at it as a sport? What do you um, how, how do you incorpor- what trails do you incorporate? What's a typical week like for you? Um, well, it's definitely matters a little bit more whether i'm going to school or not whether it's summertime or is your teacher staring at one of those blank screens right now for you <laughs> on zoom <laughs> you might be riding your bike or something or <laughs> he's pleading the fifth <laughs> your teacher's not going to listen to this it's okay yeah it's, <laughs> your folks might <laughs> i might be a little bit guilty there yeah okay that's all right. You need fresh air. Life isn't all built by Zoom meetings alone. Zoom, yeah. Zoom school. Life has a lot to teach out on the trail. Yeah. So, but anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. Um, I guess some days are, some days I'll like go and do some bigger laps where I'll do maybe more like Space Wolf and Dad Bod and more like a few laps over there. And then 
uh, maybe even Sudden Valley side and go like do Cougar and all the that climb out on that 4000 road is kind of a good training grind it is and do you ride up and over from here then like via hootie hoot and all of that do you yeah you start over here and climb up and over go down and then back up 4000 up yeah. and over yeah that is a really good and then um, training ride yeah and by the time you get back up to uh mohawk or evolution you're pretty tired so that's a pretty good lap down back to the north side what do you, uh any other spots around here that you hit for training um anything at glacier or chuckanut or dodger Darrington? uh glacier is definitely good but it's a little inconvenient obviously sometimes yeah we're not supposed to talk about it either yeah oh so what, what glacier <laughs> exactly i don't know what you mean yeah um uh. yeah i i definitely will go and shuttle uh chuckanut laps when i can which is really good training. Some that's a good lab, and it's good that you're riding. You're helping out with GGR because um, Cindy Shepherd, uh, the Shepherd boys, the three the three wild boys on the team, uh, they uh, she's got a forerunner. She loves it, and she's like, "You want to be her best friend." I don't know how Forrest is going to take that, but you know. She's always up to shuttle everybody, which Sounds is which is so good. Awesome. Yeah. It's an amazing vehicle, by the way. Um, yeah, my, my mom actually has one as well. So your dad, your dad rides a lot with you too? Is he yeah. able to keep up at all or just cardio-wise? Um, well, uh, I drop him a little bit these days, but um, he's definitely, he's pretty quick. Yeah. And he, it's just, but you're still, uh, so you haven't completely outgrown the dad time when it comes to riding? No, not at all. I'll, I'll drag him along for as much as he's willing to go. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so speaking of dads, I've asked other teen racers about this because you've been around BMX and everything like that. How do you spot a race dad? Well, um, I guess I'm speaking to one currently. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, not me. How do you spot another? <laughs> how do you spot somebody? Yeah, other um, than me. Well, ah. Uh, I don't, I don't want to bash any race dads because there's obviously nothing wrong with it. Um, I guess maybe when you're hiking around trying to get coverage or, or maybe, maybe the big camera. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> what, what, you got any tips for, uh, for parents trying to keep it fun for kids? Uh-huh. Keep them involved in the sport? I guess a good way for that is... I think days off are big when you're, at least if you're uninterested or not not particularly uninterested, but if you're, I guess never being forced to ride was something that kept me interested. Oh, that's awesome. Or, or at least like really casual riding. Like I probably rode around our old neighborhood like a couple hundred times a week. I was always on a bike, just not super seriously but just jibbing and trying to just dial more basic movements on the bike yeah so stay away from mandatory fun and just stick with fun oh, yep yeah, i guess all right yeah so i guess in that in that aspect i probably am well the problem with the problem with that Cass has a lot of time is that his sister's at school or something and his mother's an accountant she's at work and so yeah. if i'm up with the team he he's going because yeah. he has to. 
I got to keep an eye on him, but we're going to go time or whatever so he gets. But I don't care what he does when he's up there. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but it is fun watching him try to keep up with uh, Eric Olson. And, yeah. You know, as a 10-year-old, it's pretty awesome to see. Yeah, um, that's that's not particularly to, I guess, uh, bash, uh, like, more structured riding yeah. because I've gained a lot from that as well. I just maybe maybe if there's a ton of that, that takes away a little bit from the freedom of just going and riding. I guess uh, me chiming in, the number one, so I always ask the kids, I'm like, how was your, how was your day? I ask the different kids. And anytime they ride with somebody like you or Eric or Jill or someone of that nature, they always come back and they say, oh, it's the best ride of my life, <laughs> right? It's always the best. Whatever the last ride was, was always the best ride of their life. So I'm, I'm going, okay, I think we're doing, I think we're doing something pretty good. Um, besides skiing, any other sports outside of MTB? No. Um, I guess biking and skiing have really just been the staples of sports. Are they going to get you back to school, do you know, this year? Are you guys going to start back in in-person or not? Um, there's definitely efforts for that. Um, I'm actually not totally sure. I think it's pretty likely, maybe not all students in school, but at least a select group of socially distanced uh, students. Um, when you're traveling on the road, you got any tips for race racing on the road? Uh-huh. Any tra- race travel tips? Generally, for me, is uh, sleeping. Like, I I guess. That's, yeah, that's really my biggest, uh, what I try and stick to is sleeping, uh, like sleeping eight or nine hours always, because uh, sometimes the, like, driving late or just inconsistent scheduling and then waking up and having to go train. Yeah, and everybody's part, not part, but like having fun on their bikes, it's hard not to keep riding around. Yeah, certainly, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. Tell me about the BME a little bit. Last year's BME, yeah, in, in uh, winter and not in uh, Winter Park in uh, Big Sky. Yeah, that was a really fun race. That was um, there is that was a lot of shuttle, uh, not shuttle access, but that was a lot of lift access and uh, really gravity oriented, which was super fun, considering uh, uh, the border being closed, so no Whistler laps this year. So that was really fun to just lap up the bike park with all my friends and go and train the new tracks. And uh, they opened up a couple new Lomer stages for the race. And uh, that was just a really good track. And how did the result come out? Um, I actually got fourth out of, that was a surprisingly stacked category, but um, I made a few mistakes and ended up fourth that day. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. And then you were saying you had some good lesson learned from Winter Park. Yeah. Uh, Winter Park was definitely an interesting one because uh, looking at that delay, um, and that was actually pretty funny. My family lived in Evergreen, uh, like a little bit below Winter Park for a long time. So when that race got pushed back to the fall, there was definitely some suspicion of winter weather at that time. And, uh, we got there and all was well for a little bit before it snowed a lot. Like, and then um, a lot of muddy and snowy practice kind of caused a lot of crashing and mechanicals and um, 
that also just bogged down my race day with uh, a few pretty solid crashes and then also just maybe a little bit of a lack of preparation for the elevation as well with um, the last stage was definitely one of the more pedally enduro stages I've had of just um, I, I wonder what the elevation gain is on that last stage it's definitely not much or uh, elevation like loss um, so yeah big bonk after the final stage so that was a bit of a wash of a result but good yeah learning. but you yeah good learning you pay for your education definitely. there's only one way to there's only one way to learn that is yeah. to go and and do it yeah definitely yeah it was good afterwards to just be like yeah that's that's what i could have done better and this is how i can prepare for yeah, next time that's awesome and, and that's and that's another reason we're so excited to have you riding with the groms and the other kids to share to to share a lot of this experience that you have with them so speaking of which, uh, how did you hear about us and, and, and uh, what is it that makes you want to volunteer with the team? What's the um, volunteer spirit come from? Well, I guess that I've just seen, I've started seeing the program from a distance for a while, actually. And um, once I heard Brandon and JT were involved and that they were actually leaving to go to that uh, sort of boarding school type program. I was just figured that um, it'd be a good time to volunteer and get involved. Oh wow, I really appreciate that. So you, so that's even better. So you're watching, watching a little bit, and then you saw that we're going to have a bit of a deficit with those two leaving for a few months. So you decided to step into the breach, <laughs> right, in a way, and fill a role for us, which is needed. So I really appreciate it. I just think it's, I think it's great when those guys are, uh, when those guys were leaving. I'm super happy for them. I couldn't be more stoked that they're getting to go do that together as brothers, but it leaves a little bit of a hole for the, for the other kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'm big shoes to fill. And I was definitely keen to work with kids now that, um, I was involved with some coaching programs earlier for racing and I was obviously never old enough to be a ride leader or anything. So it's definitely going to be cool to take a new role in that. Yeah. Way. I, I, it's one of my, it's, uh, um, you know, uh, I'm not quite one of those old dudes who's yelling, get off my lawn, you know, <laughs> or where are my shoes quite yet. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, every, it, it's really cool to see your generation have such a volunteer spirit and to help like that. It's, it's just awesome. It's, it's pretty awesome to see. It's been good. And, uh, and the kids that like, like Mike, like all those 10 year olds and 11 year olds, they look at you guys like you are, you know, like you walk on water. That's like the cool, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, let's see. Who are your favorite racers? Who do you look up to? Speaking of kids looking up to you, who do you look up to race wise? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I guess in a lot of ways, I would look up to sort of, the racers who a lot of people look up to like uh Loic and Finn Isles and all those guys but um uh, I guess it not particularly like a lower level but just um just like a more grassroots level it's it's kind of interesting to see uh racers who are at a privateer level at like qualifier rounds like um there's a local guy Miles Morgan 
who lives here in town and he he showed up in Big Sky and he smoked everybody in <laughs> sick in, right in the U twenty one category and he, and that was really cool to see so um, there's definitely just some more like developmental level riders that I'm keeping my eye on that are I look up to. There's a lot. There's a lot of talent in this town. Certainly, yeah. You know, not. I mean, not taking anything away from any any other place, but the, yeah, the amount of the amount of talent that's here, like Mason. Um, there's there's all kinds of. Um, it's pretty stacked around yeah, here. Totally of of, of, of that. So um, we're gonna have we're gonna do some youth races here as our plan. Yeah. We're gonna have our own little race series coming up fingers crossed that covid doesn't completely derail that yeah trying to get our permits um and it's nice having guys like you around to come and lay down some times on the tracks so that the groms have something to shoot for right it gives them a gives them a benchmark so we're pretty stoked about that um let's see um we we haven't been I guess up here you said you haven't been digging as much, but you had some cool trail projects back in Utah. Yeah, um, that was definitely... We lived up um, in a little community of houses up on the way to Snow Basin ski area, and there was some big... uh, Just, I guess, it was just open space around our neighborhood, and I definitely went out there and built some corners and jumps and sort of just anything a well, you are, and you are going to be our new uh we're going to be neighbors yeah here shortly because you're going to live right uh right near the trailhead i won't yeah. say which one in case anybody <laughs> uh, i won't say where but uh um the the kids here um go back and dig at the den yeah the den the, is awesome the, uh back there so uh yeah mine will head down there with picks and shovel they look like the seven dwarfs heading off to work half the time with their picks and shovels going <laughs> yeah. down there to dig which is which is pretty sick um but no, this is cool i want to wrap it up is there is there anything anything else you want to talk about real quick as far as mtb's going right now um i guess i'm just looking forward to um uh the new season and helping you guys out oh i really yeah It'll we appreciate awesome to work yeah. with the kids yeah we appreciate you being here i want to thank you again uh thanks for being jt and brandon's friend <laughs> and stepping up with uh with them leaving i really appreciate it and all right cool so i guess the next step we'll see you out on the trail yeah thanks for having me all right cool